You're listening to Futurish. Two and a half years since we've done this. How do we start this? We're actually recording now as well, by the way. So, yeah, thanks. I noticed. Yeah. I can see the recording button oh, blinking. Yeah, true. <laughs> I was, this is my thing. I always try to surprise you. And then now we're using Zoom. It, 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 it's like a spoiler. But how are you? But I'm doing very fine, very well. Let's put it this way. But um, maybe let's uh, have a little intro, like, you know, who we are and what we're doing here actually maybe start with you pete well okay well first let's just clarify to everyone that this is futurish um podcast episode number 12 and um yay yeah uh we haven't done this for two and a half years literally we've been dead for two and a half years and it's funny because if you all go back and listen to the last podcast episode we literally had been talking about pod fade and how majority of podcasts like just never come back and we're like, we'll never do this. And then that was the last episode. So, but fun. here we are. So yeah. we can officially announce that the Futurist is back after two and a half years. It is. Um, it is. Maybe a same, similar format, a bit more casual, not weekly. So we're going to, so we promise a bit more casual. Yeah, even more casual. Really casual, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna get crazy, son. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe like uh, for those who have listened to Futures before, maybe Pete, some words about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Pete. Uh, I um, li- actually live in Melbourne, Australia. So I'm a product manager at a design marketplace and or design platform and i uh like ramen and wine and whiskey and love technology so uh yeah that's me awesome so some some words about uh myself um hey so I'm, I'm gerhard or you can also call me gary which p doesn't like that much nah, no, but I'm, <laughs> so i'm originally from austria vienna but i currently live in helsinki in which is in finland and uh i'm how do you say i'm a designer entrepreneur and currently working as freelance consultant working with some startups uh trying to help them to kind of validate their ideas and um get the customer's voice into into the product very cool so how did we meet god how did we (laughs) that's a good question pete i think we (laughs) met i think we met actually i think it's already now jesus six years it's going to be almost seven years. Oh, shit. It was 2000, I think it was 2012. Yeah. And uh, we met, so Pete and I met um, at Crytek. It's a computer game company in Germany. Yep. Uh, it used to be quite big. It's still eh, quite a big <laughs> player, I guess, but not yeah. as big as, any, as, as it was, as it used to be. And yeah. um, I started my internship at Crytek, and uh, that's how we met. We were working in the same department. Yeah, we were working in the marketing team. I was a uh, digital marketing manager at the time. And um, yeah, bromance ensued from that moment. Exactly. You know, like it kept on going. We also, we also lived for a while together in Melbourne. We did. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, we try to see each other as often as possible. But, you know, yeah, distance. Like once a year. Like or so. Once a year. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. be good. And then, you know, once in a while we have Skype sessions. Also the idea about this podcast because we have a lot of topics we really are passionate about talking about. It's anything from design, technology, or life in the digital world, yeah. so to say. And we thought, like, why don't we use this um, to also have podcasts? And maybe some people are also interested in what we have to say. Exactly. Um, secretly, we use it as a way to kind of like, uh, keep the bromance alive. Um, but really, what I find the value out of this is, you know, talking about, about your passions and your interests and if you can learn one thing new from this, then already you kind of like, you know, better off basically. And I, I find that I do as well. So exactly. And I mean, heads up, there's going to be a lot of ramble, but we oh, still so try much. to <laughs> try to put, you know, add some interesting discussions to it. I think we, you won't be disappointed. 
sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes, yeah, most of the time. We, we aim to have you enjoy at least one uh, like 10 second period of time. That's basically exactly. But hey, guys, to, to kick off, Pete and I, we both have some champagne ready. We do. I mean, you have yours literally like that. So, I mean, the idea that we're now trying to kick this back, uh, this podcast back off, and um, you know, it's been a two over two years of uh, silence and downtime. Um, in that time, uh, we'll go in, you know, like what we've learnt in the past year and so on. But I feel that we have changed a lot. Lots happened since the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, Gerhard's now trying to open his champagne, and it's just like all very <laughs> coincidental. Do you want to watch a YouTube video about it? How to do it? That's no, good. I got it. Yeah, right, I gotta yeah. get mine. Mine's in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. So, While you get it, I will keep yeah. on rambling. So yeah, I think a lot of has happened in two and a half years. Uh, Pete has has a new job, a new career. Really working as a really cool startup now in uh, in Australia, which is a global. Um, looking my two and a half years, three years, like life has been immensely crazy with a lot of ups and a lot of downs as well on both sides. Mm. I think we both have learned about ourselves, what we really like. And I think we just would like to continue sharing um, things we know, things we're interested in and topics we like to talk about. And yeah. Billy, how's your pain? Uh, I had to get a knife and to open to make a little thing. <laughs> um, you know, I'm great at technology, not so much the physical stuff. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think we've yeah, our careers and our paths and learnings and stuff on both sides have actually been really interesting. Um, and you know, like we've yeah, like you were saying, we've had sort of ups and downs. Uh, I realize I wasn't talking half the time in front of the microphone, so I don't know. <laughs> I apologize with the the sound, but um, yeah, I think we've really learned a lot in the past couple of years, and I feel like we've probably got to learn a lot more if we continue doing futurish. I think that was um, you know one of the learnings that it you know, this is a bit you know it's a, a little bit of a failure there, but we learned from it. So by the way, Pete. Do we have a goal? Do we have, I think we should set ourselves a goal. So, this are, so you are our witness, whoever loyal wit- listener you are. Yeah. What are we, what is like the, what is our target number of listeners by the end of this year? Should we just do target number of episodes first to just see if we can just try to hit that? <laughs> no, no, I think we should <laughs> try to hit, like, at least hit once a month. Yes. I, I would like to have by December, 2019, 500 listeners. 500 listeners. Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, that's, that's I'm, a huge I'm, the more, for... I'm the more realistic one and it would be nice to have at least 10. <laughs> um, no, 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 seriously. Like, I think, yeah, let's, let's try to do 500. I think it's a good goal. Yes. 500. Yeah, I, because I for, for people like us, we're in, the, in this world. So I think if we get 500 people listening to what we have to say, that's a good number. That is a good number. And, and really, but at the end of the day, like I was saying, is I, if, if no, no one listens to this or if the million people listen to this, at the end of the day, um, what we want to do is just talk about our passions. And if you can get something cool out of it and you can learn one thing or um, take an honest idea, uh, then that's, that's, uh, that's a goal that I want to achieve. Absolutely. Okay, so let's open a champagne bottle. All right, Jesus, this is going to like break a window. Uh, okay. um, I hope it doesn't you know, spill on my Mac. Be careful. The futurish and the futurish. Uh, and 500 users. <laughs> and go. <laughs> okay, guys, cheers. The metal thing bounced back to me. Yeah. Awesome. So let's pour, pour some champagne. Salute. <laughs> what do we, no, we, we can't cheese yet. We got to pour it. Oh, wow. I did something terrible. I put it in a whiskey glass. I'm not. <laughs> so the, uh, this one. I was going to pour some whiskey before um, I had the, had the idea of um, champagne. Um, mine, what whiskey do you I'm, have, PD? Uh, I have a uh, Nika pure malt whiskey um, and it's pretty delicious. So, Alrighty. PD, to new start to Futurish. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Salute. Salute.
All right. Actually, that's actually, funny story about the champagne I got. That she got as a present from a startup I'm working with at the moment. Mm. It's a Christmas present. So um, thank you, School Day, for spon- sponsoring me this bottle yeah. of champagne. <laughs> Actually, I think I got mine from um, Village Roadshow when I left um, the company. Um, nice. Some, one, one of the people there, my employees, um, actually gave it to me. So yeah. it was quite nice. Uh, can you say, I don't know if they're employees. Like, then it's not my company. It's like, <laughs> my colleagues. Like, Your colleagues. Yeah. But uh, let's, I think it's a good start to actually now, mm. starting with the first topic, which we thought today up to talk about, is um, learnings from 2018. And in, in terms of, you know, what have you, if you look back at 2018, what are the biggest things that happened in your life? What have you learned about yourself, about the world maybe about others um so if you look back pd mm-hmm. 2018 how would you how would you sum it up how, how how would you give if you had to if you had to describe it with one word what would it be mm, that's a good question that's a very good question um uh i would can i use two words yeah, two uh, words. It's fine. Well, that's, that's um, it. I can't even think of two words. You know, a lot of learning. That's a, <laughs> this is three words, but yeah, that's that's pretty much um, my like what sums up 2018 for me was a lot of learning. A lot of learning. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how what what happened 2018? So a lot, I mean, I won't go into the specifics and things like that, but I, um, you know, the end of 2017 was um, pretty uh, tough for me. And um, I, you know, it was the first time I really tried to deal with um, certain situations and, and I didn't know what the best way to, to move forward with that. I was, you know, like uh, things in my personal life, things in my work life, everything was quite uh, tumultuous, you know, uh, things were in turmoil and, um, but not in a bad way. It wasn't, you know, it, it was just a lot of, a lot going on. And so I generally like to set myself a goal for every year about what I want to achieve. And, and um, in the past, my goal was to learn something new. And so usually I would look outwards and, you know, I did improv and I did acting to try to boost my um, self-confidence and my stage sort of presence of being able to talk, you know, to public and, uh, you know, like as a public speaker. Uh, the other side of it was, you know, like just trying something to break your comfort zone. That was already, that was the old sort of way of thought. Whereas in 2018, it was all about, okay, improving myself, you know, like, so that's whether it's fitness or, um, you know, uh, whether it's trying to get a good routine going on um, and um, eating healthier, like being more health uh, and conscious uh, of your own body, and I've I learned so much. Yeah, it was it was a great um, you know like year for me in in the sense that I the amount of learnings that I got from being around and trying new things was just really uh, helpful. So if there's one thing that I learned that I, um, from it all, um, that's really the key figure, which is basically to appreciate the past for what it is, take something from it and then move on. And, you know, and don't, don't always put yourself, you know, don't always live for the past, live in the, in the now, you know? Um, and there's this saying, um, that um oh i gotta i gotta google it um it actually came from the animated movie um what's it called like uh kung fu panda i think right okay so um it goes yesterday is history tomorrow is a mystery and today is a gift that's why we call it a, a present I love that. Nice. And, That's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, don't worry about the future. Worry about now and do little things to shape the, fu- the you know, the, the current day to where you want to be in the future. And that's something that I, I will always kind of like keep in the back of my mind. Right. But well, it's beautiful. 
Mm. And then, and then I think as a, something big happened. I don't know if you mentioned that you know. Have you mentioned where you work now? I think it's a really cool, well, exciting place to be. Yeah, it's it's a really cool place. I mean, um, so I've I've known this company for oh, like ever since they got launched. I knew the the parent company that um that spun off from in, in back in early two thousands. It was called SitePoints, and you know it was like a web development and design sort of um community. And you know, so they, they had this community forums and. Uh, there was a thread there that people were doing Photoshop tennis. And so like they were trying to like train themselves in Photoshop and, and that sort of evolved into um, a thread where people would trade in designs to each other and kind of creating like a sort of semi marketplace on an area, um, you know, that wasn't really designed for that typical, right. you know, idea of like, you know, people, the community can involve ideas where the company doesn't see itself being, um, but, the company SitePoint made it a really good uh, sort of good initiative of, Hey, let's just build this out into a business and see, um, like, you know, it's, its own product and see what happens, you know? And so that company, uh, well, that product became 99 designs and it got some good traction and it um, instantly became a really a big global creative platform. Uh, and, so now they've been around, you know, um, it's now obviously 2019. So they've been around, I think it's since 2006, 2005. Um, yeah. And they're the number one online design marketplace, uh, design platform. And the idea is to create a platform that can connect um, customers with designers so you want something designs but you don't know how um you know you don't know how to find a designer will vet really good high quality designers for you so you don't have to worry about it you just worry about what you want created and then you can either exactly um so we try to figure out what's the best way to connect people and um how do we also then make the onboarding brief process simple and so that's where I've been for the past couple of months. And it's a really nice. interesting, um, you alluded to startup. I think they're, I think they're a little bit beyond the startup now. Um, but they've got that mentality and that drive that Definitely. everyone's really passionate. So yeah, it's really cool. But what about you? You've had a lot of change in 2018. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I just, uh, just before, before I talk about 2018, I think what, what I like about 99 Designs, the mm. startup or the company itself, I think they, uh, why it works so well, because first of all, they bring, it's a matchmaking, they bring people like a need and uh, demand together. Yeah. So I need, I need some, I'm a, and you know, I'm a novice guy, I have an idea, but I don't know, I don't know a designer in my network. And if I go to an agency, they're just way too expensive for myself. Exactly, exactly. So this 99 Designs is just really cool because on the one hand, it also solves the problems that many freelancers don't find me. You know, they yes, do, how how right. do they know that I'm here who needs a website? So on one hand, the 99 Designs enables people to make money. And on the other side, it enables people to save money and time. Yeah, true. And this is like a perfect... I think like for startups, like this is some a perfect, uh, how to say, product market fit. That's a clear problems you're solving. Yeah. You think, about, you think about Uber as well. You know, people who need a drive, but, and Uber also enables other people to make money with that. It's just, yeah. you know, it's very exactly. user-centric. It just looks at the user and just cracks the, the biggest pain point. And even as a, a lot, I mean, there's, what's interesting about the, um, platform for me is there's two markets there's the client yeah. side and there's the designer side and exactly um you know the client side is how do we make it as pain-free as possible to get your creative idea out there right um and then on the design side how do we make it possible for designers to be introduced to you know have clients introduced to them um, as well as take away all the business side of things you know don't worry about the payments don't worry about chasing up like payments, um, you know, coming exactly. forward, right? We'll handle that, you know, um, we'll hold it there for, for them. And then both sides have to agree, you know, every, the legalities of it, the transfer rights, um, NDA signings, everything is handled by the platform. Um, if you have a disagreement with the, um, the designer or vice versa, then, you know, we've got a support team that can play a mutual sort of balance side. Absolutely. Um, so we actually also work with agencies, which is funny, like, because, you know, why have, um, hire all this staff, right? 
and have the ongoing thing. And then you need enough work to sustain that team size, right? So that's the biggest um, downfall of agencies. So some agencies are on there now where they have virtual teams and they put together all these people through 99 designs and create virtual agencies. And so yep. they'll, so depending on the work that comes in, they can, you know, they, if they need a designer, if they need a copywriter, they need someone, they can use 99 designs and build it up together. So it's, um, you know, I think it's really cool to be tackling how do we get people working online efficiently? And really, I don't exactly. see a reason that it shouldn't be done, you know, like with good tools. Um, I mean, I know I'm saying that after we had all these problems trying to record the podcast as well. So, um, but, you know, the internet's still in its, uh, we, haven't, we haven't adapted, um, you know, and utilized technology in the right possible way. And how do we create a platform that can, scale to uh the ever-changing needs of you know society with design absolutely and especially as as people are aware that design becomes more and more important you know like as you know like having design driven culture is more and more important for a company than ever before yes yeah, i agree yeah but um before we could i think it's a really interesting topic because i actually we could quote in the mckinsey report but just to briefly so about uh, 2018, so we have this over. Yes. So I, if I had to put this in two words, is finding myself. Yeah, so that's kind of very similar. Yeah, so finding myself. So what happened in 2018, I think, was uh, especially the first half, one of my toughest time in my life, when wow. the toughest time. It was, um, so I was running my first startup, which I was running at this time for two years. So we shut it down this last summer. And was basically early 2018 to mid to summer 2018 it was basically wow um dragging out the i said it was actually pretty clear that we're not going to make it and it was just right. like the signals were not like we probably took a six month to acknowledge it or I, I myself i had to accept it could we though backtrack a bit and and look at the successes of what you accomplished in those two years with your company and how you literally managed to start a company, get investment funding, you know, build a team uh, within this time, get get a product out to market as well, or ideate the product, use a tester, get all these learnings, get a product. Yeah, out I mean, it there. was insane. I mean, if I look back, the startup itself was and tremendous learning experience. Like, as I said, like, I think we, before that, I was a PhD researcher. So not really experienced in working, uh, you know, as in such a role at all. So it was yeah, steep learning curve, maybe too steep at some, some points for sure. Um, and yeah, in, within not even like one year, I think in less than eight months from zero to one, we launched a product. It was a physical card game. And we actually, we sold out all the English decks, so 3,000 decks, which yeah. was See? beyond we watched beyond industry average, actually. Wow. But, you know, like the learnings itself, and I think that's why I'm also still very passionate about startups and entrepreneurship is mm. what I learned is that um, basically it was never a growth business, so to say. And so to this having in mind, we did a lot of strategic mistakes at the beginning huge so based on just my lack of experience right and um i would say we were also not i mean there's no one to blame i'll just say but quite honestly that we're not the right team altogether yeah. i think we had very different modes of operating and i think this also like again lack of experience myself i couldn't see this early you know who to bring aboard who the right people uh yeah. from co-founder to anyone I blame, I put this all in my head. You know, no one is, it's no one's fault there. Let's just say like, if it's, I didn't know. You're right. And, and I think that's actually, you know, one of the sort of biggest, um, you know, learnings that you can take from starting a business. I mean, it's kind of like if majority founders out there always talk about one of the most important, um, you know, initial aspects of doing a startup is finding the right team. And yeah, you know, most people try to save money on that um, and, you know, like just hire people for the sake of it. Whereas in, you know, Silicon Valley and, uh, you know, obviously where investment capital sort of like rains from the skies, um, they do the opposite. They will pay through the roof for the right fit person because the right minded 
smartest, um, well, not necessarily smartest, but, you know, like um, someone who understands the direction and offers a different aspect of the role to what you can't do yourself, you know, as a founder. Is because altogether, you know, it, it's that team collaboration that together a right team can, you know, take a product uh, or idea or, or business or anything to like next levels where, you know, and I think that's, that's um, tough to do, right? Absolutely. And I think it's also like this, this now, if I look, look about now, my next idea or like company would like to work on is like, you know, just take it much more slower and really mm. take your time to find the right people you can do it with. But uh, looking back, you know, like what, why 2018 was so interesting, why the link it to finding myself? Because up until the point I was starting my, the first startup, I had a very clear vision of where I want to go. You know, I started game design, then I went to do, do a PhD in education to kind of like combine games and education. Then I wanted to spin off a startup out of my research. And the startup was over. And then I was like, fuck, who am I yeah, now? Right. What am I doing now? It's like basically suddenly... There was no clear picture in my head anymore. I was really lost. It was a tough time my summer, but I had great friends like you, you know, where you can hang out with. So that's yeah. very important. But yeah, this was the, the, the kind of like the point which is still there. It's the first time in my life I didn't know where to go and I had to question myself, who am I? What am I good at? And what can I really do? Yeah, right. And this has been my journey. And it's, it's been quite interesting since last summer. And it's, uh, yeah. It's interesting way to phrase that. Uh, I get the context, but um, the way that you phrased it, like, what am I good at? I feel like it should be the opposite way is what, what areas can you provide the most value to? Of course. You know, because everyone's good at something, I feel. You know, like, um, everyone's got a unique opinion, and especially you, your um, the ability to use design to solve real-world problems. Uh, is like so interesting. Uh, I actually had a conversation um, last night with a strategic designer, and um, and she uses you know same thing. What's the problem that they're trying to solve, and and um, how do you then utilize the business model and 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 um, you know like solve that problem in the best possible way to reach certain goals. So strategy design uh, design thinking as a whole i think is really interesting like and um and basically i think the idea that um that basically oh, sorry the i just realized that zoom came up did you see those warnings yes i did a message yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got warnings on there like they were saying <laughs> that you know, like the meeting time has been um, about 10 minutes remaining and then like, um, yeah, it got as a gift. Thank you, Zoom. Um, that they expect, Upgraded. Yeah, upgraded our, our, our minutes. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think design thinking as a whole, um, I'll sum this up, is something that's new uh, and was especially to me. Um, and I think it's a really cool way to come up with ideas quicker and um, cheaper and uh, also kind of like test the market in different ways and kind of combine that all up into this really cool ideation, ideation um, sort of like process, you know? And um, so that's a good segue is like your, do you want to talk about like what you're doing now? Yeah, sure. Like, so after that, basically, yeah, um, I was lucky to have, known uh, basically the first investment firm that actually invested us the guy um he like i was able to work for his investment firm for six months to coach their portfolio companies and help them with you know design design research ux design or design sprints anything kind of like also helped him kind of like get focus on the actual problem the user yeah wow and during the time, some other startup contacted me if I would like to work with them as well. So currently, I'm a freelance consultant around topics from ranging design and uh, customer validation and so forth. See, and I feel like it's, it's interesting um, that, you know, we, I think we've spoken about this in, in a past episode, but like how Finland has this uh, sort of um, 
notion from my perspective that there's so much opportunity there um, to new age thinking. And uh, especially it seems like it's quite evident with your sort of progression there and how, you know, you're working with all these companies who are open to the idea to try something new. Definitely. I mean, it, it, the cool thing about Helsinki and the ecosystem, it's so small in a sense, like it's not a big city, 700,000 mm. people around that. And, you know, once you're in the network, it's quite easy to kind of like, if you do a good job, a good work, like mm. people will know you. You know, that's the thing. The good, it's a good, good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, there's still, in my opinion, like from, especially P2C related, what Finland itself as a culture and mindset has to learn a lot. This really customer-centric view because Finland, most startups are, it's a B2P country. There right. are more B2P startups than B2C. Right. Because of B2C, like it's suddenly you have to really understand uh, people's behavior, psychology, and have really engaged with people very closely and have like the processes and the tools in place, how to do that. Hmm. And I would say they're not there yet because like, there's all this design, what, you know, what I'm talking about is it's still also quite new, but people are open to try. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like doing a, throwing a blanket over Australia here, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like it's harder to try new ideas. I you mean, think so in Australia. Yeah. Like, Product management is still kind of new in Australia, right? So um, as a product manager, the idea of a product manager changes vastly from company to company. Um, right. So the idea is, you know, in my past role, I was, um, you know, more technical focused and doing more uh, web architecture and payment platforms and so on. Whereas the, um, the new company, I mean, maybe because they're more established at their process and they've got the platforms and they've got that sort of architecture already defined, it's more marketing focused and um, more about um, uh, user, user learnings and, um, you know, conversion flows and, um, you know, improving and in, um, onboarding. We still onboard, like, you know, products and, and, and you know, new, uh, technologies and, and so on. But a lot of those you know, you can rely on a more defined out system of people as well. You know, we've got Absolutely. tech leads, we've got art directors for every team, um, design and, te and technology is really combined. And when I've, yeah, I thought of like, I've actually thought of Australia, maybe you have a more, I don't know, more des design open culture. Mm, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. I would think so. I don't know, because like if you, well, I'm not sure. I mean, you're probably right. I mean, there is a lot, a lot of design company, uh, focused companies come from Australia. Um, and so uh, I can't remember where I heard this recently, but um, there's not many design um, startups in uh, Silicon Valley, for example. So think, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But majority of the um, big, um, you know, design startups like 99designs and um, Canva as well, they're mm -hmm. Australian. Um, Atlassian yeah. as well. I mean, it's not design, but it's, you know, trying to take over the sort of um, way that people work together in product management, right. the, uh, production side of things. Uh, they're Australian as well. So, yeah, there's a possibility there, but yeah, it's, it's still tough. I mean, it depends. It's only like it happens in certain uh, cities like Melbourne and Sydney, right? There, there are others. Right, are, right. Um, there's, there's some talent. You know, I'm not saying there's no talent there, but there's some talented <laughs> uh, companies there already established, but it's harder for them because they have to establish themselves and they're also at a, a sort of a location, um, you know, in a location that sort of doesn't provide them the most value of connecting with others, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, what I'm also referring to, because like many people, this is a big misunderstanding about design. Like, you know, it's, uh, if you think about Silicon Valley, most of this tech startups, it's not to say that they, I think, design, that those tech companies in terms of design visual appealings or UI, but it's just like the, all the methods and the mindset and the processes. Right. You know, yeah. I think they're just, you know, at the top from, we can learn, like what they, I mean, User experience design, for example, it yeah. is, has become a, quite a hot topic in the last five years in Europe. But That's if true. you think about Silicon Valley, this has been there since early 2000. You yeah, know, oh, talk sure. about, user, yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. user experience design, what is UX? And, you know, like, 
even uh, A/B testing as well. Like, A/B you know, testing. Cool. What you know, yeah. like, is they are just so far ahead with all this kind of like very I think experimental mindset. You know, like really testing a lot of things to really get to yeah, the right. stuff to the market or listening to the market basically. And just that's the only thing. Just serve the customer. Customer first approach, right? Customer, customer first approach, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I wonder, and this is my theory: is that Silicon Valley can do that sort of thing because they're working off startup money and their capital raising, uh, fundraising, and you know they never think. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're starting to now, and they're realizing about you know, um, sort of how unicorns can really get to a point where okay well, wait a second what's your uh, monetization plan you know so they never exactly. <laughs> never develop with the idea of okay well what do we actually want to do you know so what did it do instead design thinking but they're not using design to solve problems they're using design to um you know have highly engaged um retention you know, and so that's when they, they just want to keep people on the platform. They don't know how to monetize them, but they're really good at keeping people on the platform. Absolutely. But then like this said, I think one uh, big difference, if you think about now Silicon Valley, and this comes to a topic which is a bit controversial in my opinion, but mm. I have a strong opinion about that, is um, because in Finland, you have a lot of public money available. Uh, it's called Business Finland, where you can, you know, get certain grants mm. for a startup and not that it's not that hard to get them you know mm. you just have to write an application then you get the 50k you know like to market validation and so forth That's so my question nice. my question though is um does this kind of easy easy i don't say it's easy but you know it's easy accessible public funding does this keep startups alive that shouldn't be because in the end what 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 is the most honest signal is it the market the tax the taxpayers who say like you know your product really solves a problem mm. or is it people in institution behind the wall behind the door saying like this startup could you know we think the market needs that and give them you know like grants and this 50k is the lowest you could you know you can get yeah right um no. honestly it's funny because it's like it depends on who you ask and, and there's benefits to every side of it of course. 100%, yeah, uh, investment funding, um, you know, like makes, uh, you know, companies last longer than they probably should, right? Because, I mean, yeah. most companies, uh, and I think it's a good thing, um, the end of a company is defined by how much income is coming in. They, you know, don't get more investments or the valuation, um, you know, drops or, or um, the market gets lost or, you know, um, there's so many factors that a business, you know, doesn't survive. Uh, but generally, you know, like if a company is getting tons and tons of investment um, raising, a capital um, in their income coming in, and then, yeah, they don't really, they don't need to worry about um, actual business model or any sort of, um, you know, like in an income revenue generation, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, a good example of it is uh, Snapchat, right? So, um, I mean, they do, they have some good models and, and so on, but now, um, you know, I mean, th there's a whole bunch of reasons why they're not doing well now, but the, the fact is that they never thought about that model. Facebook never thought about that model. You know, they only became the advertising platform that they are now in with all their revenue because of all the data that they're tracking. And we'll talk about this in a bit, like, cause there's another topic that kind of covers all this. Um, but it's kind of that whole idea of, okay, let's just get as many people on the platform as possible. The highest and most, um, you know, like biggest measure of success up until this date has been, um, you know, uh, daily active users or monthly active users, right? So, um, what are the monthly active users that you have on your platform? And we'll communicate that why to the world. And you, you'll see like, in the battle before even uh, uh, Facebook bought Instagram and, and, and so on, uh, WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook were all competing and every single month or, um, you know, like next tier hits, they would always advertise, we've got, you know, 
500 million active uh, monthly active users and the other one we're like we've got 600 million active uh, monthly active users yeah and that was their success then facebook bought out all the competition you know whatsapp and instagram and um and bought out as much as they could and now they don't communicate that so you know they don't well i mean they might do it in their sort of like um uh, what's it called? The stock reviews, you know, like uh, those sorts of things. Um, yep. But they, yeah, they don't do it as a sort of daily sort of PR hit as much as they are, mainly because, okay, VCs now don't actually care about that. They know that, yeah, you can value out and you can become a unicorn. But now, but, you, but it's, you know, they don't, I, think they don't the first, I think that's the problem anyway. So, you know, like Facebook is like a, a huge exception. Like you, I think you can't. Yeah if you build your startup on the hope that you have a similar success story as Facebook, I think then you don't have something unique in the first place anyways, because yeah. Facebook is such a rare case, you know, like that they made it this far. It's, you know, it's, um, it has been unpreceded, like something similar with, you know, no real, Oh, just like selling this database and have building a business model around that. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but this, you know, like one problem though, is like, you're still like, you know, we talk about investment funny, but, you come to public money, you know, which is right. You know, like it's like grants. You know, they don't they, they, you don't they don't take stock equity in you. They just yeah. you know you write an yeah. you write an application and then you know you get money from public funds. Is there any is there any negative side to it? Do you, if the idea doesn't um, nothing, no, nothing, if, nothing. You don't have to pay anything back. Oh wow! Okay, that's what I mean. No equity and no payback. So there's literally no um, negative to get in investment, uh, like uh, um, grant funding. Uh, no. Come up with an idea. I love that model. I absolutely but, love that. Yeah, model. but Pete, the problem is still, you know, like there's so many, I've seen so many startups and I think I can signal money as well. Like if you get this grant money, mm. it ignores the fact that you don't have to focus on customer acquisition. Because if you get grant money for, yeah. or for example, an R&D loan, from the same institution, then it's just about you build a product. It's just, you know, it's, it's fun. You, you continue building your vision, right. but yeah, sure. it postpones the ultimate test, how the market resonates. Sure. I mean, of course it does. Um, but, you know, it also encourages a lot more ideas than what would eventually be uh, without that grants. There wouldn't be because time and mo- is equal to money, right? Like people go to support themselves but this grant allows them to kind of come up with their idea um, and give that time to that idea, you know, and sure that idea might not be well thought out. um, But, you know, I'm a really big proponent of failure as a learning mechanism, you know, and I think that, you know, when you're younger talk, failure is a bad thing, but it's not, it's a great thing. And these companies that can, you know, start up and sure their idea is not great, but if someone takes one good sliver of um, information from that, or those um, those entrepreneurs learn something from that, then this grant process is not an investment into the startups. It's an investment into the entrepreneurs themselves because they will mm. take something and learn from that. And I think that's what's really good because you're you're investing in um, the society that you have there. Mm, that's a good point. I've never thought about this. Very interesting. The thing is, like, the only thing is, it's still, I'm not sure if it still teaches you in a way that, you know, like entrepreneurship is really about serving, getting your customers. You know, you have to get your customers. Learnings do that, right? So, but you know, but is it there? Because, like, if you get the first grant and you get an R&D loan and the R&D loan is just for developing your product and you still Mm. don't really, like, engage in just, like, you know, from day one, how get to your customers. Are you actually really solving a problem? Because if you do, then people are, they're happy to give you money. You know, if you really solve a big pain point, they just say, yes, take my money, please. Solve yeah, it. but I guess that's the difference between uh, a grant and an investment, right? Because investors look at um, that model. You know, they are starting now more and more to, you know, like I was saying before, they were looking at their measure was the monthly active users. They're changing it now. They're, there's yeah. so many platforms that have these higher hopes that don't really stick. Um, so if you, you know, want VC funding, um, then you need to prove out your model. 
but if you want a grant, that the grant should be in um, like maybe more restructured, like rather than a business, um, you know, to start a business, is to um, you know, um, yeah, just brainstorm ideas or come up mm. with, and then maybe me. I mean, there's there's so many of these um, companies that um, you know nurture sort of new startups and you know like. Um, you know, like connect entrepreneurs to investors and, you know, give that sort of um, Definitely. money. Um, but the, yeah, I think grant government funded grants. I mean, of course it does come out of taxes and it does, you know, like it comes somewhere, but I think investing into that thing is, you know, there's maybe there's a reason why that Finland is like uh, one of the biggest, um, video game, uh, mobile video game sort of developers, you know, uh, I wonder if a lot of those companies will be out there um, or a lot of those people doing what they're, you know, now working in with these companies, if they didn't come up with, you know, these ideas or didn't have that sort of nurturing space, would that market be there now? Right. You but know? then, uh, yeah, it's a good point. But then if you think about, you know, the total output of bigger for example b2c startups mm. they're not you know they're not that many coming from finland or not one so far like a big b2c startup right but does that matter well the thing is what do you want do you want to do you want to have actually startups actually last and actually are successful or just give money to so people can learn but i mean i don't i mean i'm not saying that um Rovio and Supercell and all those companies were like coming from the grants, but you know, like they're big Finnish companies and you know, there's a, a lot of them out there um, at, uh, like that cracked this market uh, and really brought, you know, to some people's dismay, but like really brought the free to play market, you know, absolutely ahead. And that has, you know, influenced gaming. It's like, uh, you know, Fortnite is now a creation based on that market. Right. So, um, you know, like they've really boosted the economy coming, bringing an idea to market and, and then perfecting it. Um, and you know, yeah, I think like, look how much money that's bringing in You know, it's a billion dollar industry and uh, oh, no, definitely. I mean, the gaming industry free to play, I think Finland is definitely one of the dead pioneers. Yeah. Or like, I mean, they just know what they're doing. They're in not, this, in yeah. industry, definitely. Yeah, but then game game industry itself, I think it's so has its own rules, <laughs> how how it works. Yeah, I mean, it's games. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with that like, no. side of things, you know. Like, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we've both worked in the games industry, and um, you know, been and you've done you've um, studied uh, game design, and you know the sort of uh, ins and outs of what makes a game, you know, like a game, you know. Um, and there's argument that now the games aren't games. They're not games. They're just like a, um, what's it, a gambling loop, you know? <laughs> to some degree it could be, I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I, I haven't played the latest Supercell games. Um, it would be unfair actually, to say they're that. Good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think they make good well. ones, but I just saying like from the free to play games I've played, I would totally say they're, you know, engaging <laughs> gambling machines. Yeah. But also, I'm someone who just doesn't play mobile games. Doesn't give me any at all anymore. At all, at all. Yeah, yeah. Never, I never was a big mobile game player. Right. See, I was a huge one. I, I loved it. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not much of a gamer anymore. I, I am oh, um, growing up, Petey. Yeah, it's more about it's less about growing up and more about attention span. I think like um, <laughs> my attention span is like really, really minimal. So, yeah. okay, um, I want to know a bit, one more question for you while I go get my champagne. Um, where do you see 2019 gone for you? Oh, uh, interesting question. Um, looking back now at my last three years, how I approach life, I know it's a big question mark. Mm. And I liked it. I really like it because I'm comfortable with the unknowing at the moment. And my mindset is I'm just experimenting things, see how I like them, what value I bring to the world, what value, nice. what I'm doing, does it bring back? I'm still thinking in, in finding 
my path for sure. But I think I'm more comfortable now. And right. as you said, like, you know, I'm a huge supporter of like, you know, being very mindful and in, in, in present and living your life on a daily basis. You know, like today's a day, see what challenges come up, solve them. Don't think about tomorrow yet that much. So really be here and just whatever is today is coming up, just give it your full attention and, and solve it. Yeah. And do it for every day. So I don't even like, you know, I, <laughs> that's my way. I'm, I'm see like, you know, how did, let's just tackle this week. Let's just get it over, see how it goes. Yeah. And next week, next week. It's about micro habits and micro steps, incremental steps to success. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a good, honestly, a really good way of thinking. And on, I, I would say that you are one of the biggest um, uh, mentors in the, in the way to make that, me think that way as well. And, um, you know, I've, I've got a, a great job working on interesting um, problems and uh, learning a lot from my career which I'm very, very thankful for being able to be in the career that really I, I love. Now I want to sort of like get a good uh, work-life balance going on and um, I want to start working, utilizing more of my personal time that I have to um, more um, beneficial sort of uh, you know, areas. So I want to learn more outside of work. I want to... Um, Utilize my time to, uh, you know, learn new things, uh, whether it's either reading books or, um, you know, making that time so more valuable. Because right now, a lot of the time, I'd come home, you'd go to the gym, you'd uh, do your workout, you'd come back, cook dinner, and then you'd spend the rest of the night in front of the TV, you know. And, yeah, um, you know, that's the night. You rinse and repeat that for the week and um, you got the weekend. Um, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because it's not like I'm not being productive during the day, but I would love to utilize every moment of time and try to work on a personal project, um, of some right. kinds. Um, and, and, you know, actually finally one of the ideas that I had was actually a mobile game and, um, you know, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, but like just to work on something or do something or study something or um, I don't know what it is, but my biggest uh, pain point in the past was coming up with so many. I've got so many things I want to do, but the difference is I just don't stick with one thing, you know, right. you, you change things up. And I think it's so nice that you said, you know, like, because like this just triggered something that one, the biggest thought I had after my startup crash in summer is mm. like, you know, okay, Gerhard, Calm the fuck down. I think from now on, you don't know everything. Learn as much as possible. Everything. Yeah. You know, just see your whole life until your your last breath as a learning journey, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I think this has I don't know, there's something fundamentally has changed. I mean, I've never thought of I know everything, but it's even stronger now. Like at the moment, I really uh carve out anything between 30 minutes to 60 minutes per day to read. Right. And yeah. I, I swear to like, I've managed to mo almost read one book a week in the, since I started this. Mm. And I have so much joy in that. Um, yeah. Just yeah. book, you know, slashing this out in the evening, carve time out and just read. And for just of the pleasure of learning. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think is, it's valuable utilization of your time, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like this, you know, Time is the biggest and most valuable uh, and rarest resource of our lives. Exactly. It's, it's like, you know, every single moment that um, you, you do this, like, you know, is time wasted. But if you, like I was saying at the start of this episode, if you're learning one thing from it, um, then that's all that matters. That one thing could potentially be um, the sort of, um, turning point in this idea and like journey of your life going down. The Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I mean like, as well. Like that's why I think I'm one reason why I think I'm so happy to have a podcast with you because I've listened to also many podcasts and sometimes yeah. people just was rambling, rambling. And, uh, but it was just this one sentence or something they were saying, this was resonating with me. I was like, yep, mm. cool. You know, this was inspiring. Yeah. I think, look, 
I mean, I know that we've been we've been talking a lot about um, 2018, 2009. We haven't even gotten to any stories, but I think this is a great, you know, first episode. Um, exactly. Get into it because I, I really, I want to like end on one topic, and I, and it's into this whole idea. And um, you know, we'll, by the way, we'll start the stories and and you know the technology <laughs> and, and education, design, everything, whatever you know, all those sorts of things. Next episode, so we'll be back to our normal format. But this one was a special one, um, more of a celebration of the past and the future, present and future. Right? Wonderful, that's beautiful. Uh, that will be our title. So, um, <laughs> and basically, I want to end cap this um, episode episode number 12 with what your 2019 goal is it can be goals goal um it can be a challenge that you're trying to do it, it can be anything mm. okay that's very good because like um i did a very interesting uh i made my dad do this exercise with me so we're sitting there mm. on christmas eve and um, he was, you know, at the moment, like, you know, even though he's retired, it's like, you know, he feels stressed because he also does other stuff. And it's like, that is to this way. Right. We both took out a piece of paper and we wrote down things we want to change by 2019. And we oh, all nice. both wrote stuff for us. And I gave him my letter and he gave me his letter. And next year for right. Christmas, we're going to read it through and see what has happened. And right. I mean, I can give, I can give you some glimpses. What I've wrote, written, like, at first is, like, you know, on a personal level is uh, keep on, you know, like, reading and learning. Keep on, you know, using your body, being very active, what you're doing with CrossFit. Um, mm. You know, appreciate your time with your girlfriend. Spend a lot of time with your girlfriend. Be there. And on a professional career level, as I was writing this, I was talking about my new startup idea or company idea about Minimum Badass. Mm. If this turns out successful, you know, be patient and... Don't lose, don't lose sight, you know, don't, don't rush things and really do yeah. things you really like. Yeah. So wrap up. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And, and you're going to measure yourself at the end of the year. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And, like oh, that. and one thing, the last thing I want to say, have moonshot goals. Okay. What, can, what's, you know, a, what's a moonshot goal? Right. A moonshot goal is that you set yourself so seemingly unrealistic goals, you know, like, you know, flying to the moon, you know, like they are at least 10 times higher, really over ambitious. And the ideas behind this, even though you might not, you probably won't reach this huge moonshot goal, you will still achieve more than if you just said, you know, like, ah, oh, let's have 20 listeners, but 2019, you know, yeah, let's, yeah, right. I mean, let's have 1000, probably won't have 1000, but maybe we have 200. Yeah. So we more, we probably have ever achieved. So this cool. are, we have moonshots goals that are so far away that, you know, they have to pull you. They have to really challenge you. Yeah, yeah. So that's, exactly. a, I think that's a good, uh, you know, one of those big ideas that you can have. And, you know, it might take years and years and years, but you got to break to. it up somehow. Just have them and exactly. work your way towards it, you know. Exactly. And, um, in, in small size pieces. So mine, um, I... So I, I'm a big fan of um, Matt Devella. Um, he's a um, podcaster and YouTuber, and um, he talks about minimalism and how do you break and uh, like create sort of habits, healthy habits, and, and mindful thinking. Um, he's a you know really yeah the way he approaches things and he learns about things um, is pretty interesting. And so I'm still in his. Um, it was a great idea, and I think it kind of goes a little bit about, uh, you know, in what I was doing before and I was like choosing one thing to learn every year. Uh, well, this nice. time I'm going to be doing um, 12 things in 12 months. So every month uh, nice. setting um, something, a goal. Uh, unfortunately, January was more of a, uh, just my goal was uh, let's get routine back again. You know, that was my goal. Uh, especially in the past month, moving, moving house, um, you know, like uh, basically leaving my last job, starting a new one. There was a lot going on, plus Christmas, obviously. So uh, January's goal has been pretty successful so far, if I would say so. Um, uh, February uh, is going to be basically I'm going to try to give up meat um, for a month. And, awesome. Um, 
buying meats, I should say, like more than anything. So if I'm out, I get free meat. <laughs> cool. I will, uh, I'm not going to say no, you know. Um, or if, you know, you're out and, you know, say at work and, you know, they're catering and it's meat dishes, that's fine, you know. But for a month, just try to, um, you know, not buy any meat. Don't want to give up meat long term. I just want to, it's kind of like a sort of mini detox, but also let's just see how it feels, you know. Um, and uh, I really want to start doing a little bit more um, biohacking, sort of, so to speak. Nice. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know what my other goals are for the, the rest of the time, um, but generally one a month is going to be about meditating every day. Um, and, and because you, the idea is it's only a month, you don't have to, you know, like stick with it after that month. But the idea is that you do these sorts of things, you do it every single day and all you have to do is 31 days, right? It's not much if you think about it and it's a good challenge. So you set that, you stick with it for that month and it's kind of like a good game. But by the end of it, you actually might be able to, you know, you might have an enjoyment, you, you, you test okay. it. And, um, and for me, because I come up with all these really crazy ideas all the time and I don't stick with something, I can use these months as a way to learn new things. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, taking pottery classes or, um, you know, um, going back and doing creative writing for a bit, you know, like there's, you can set yourself these challenges and if you find it really interesting, then you stick with it and you, you put it in there, you know, but if not, you take something from it and you move on. Nice. It's a good one, Pete. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It has a lot to do with this experimental mindset. You know, see, everything is a short experiment. Learn something. Yeah, exactly. And do something. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you okay. know, the product Pete. is me. Where, where, where can people find you on the, in the cyber world? In the um, well, the easiest way now is we've got a brand new website. It's, um, so it's a perfect website for our needs, uh, which is simple because we're like simple people, you know, <laughs> uh, we're trying to optimize every single hour of every day to, to, uh, improve in Okay. Let's put it. We're not simple. We're lazy, Pete. You were lazy. I was trying <laughs> to be like a little bit more, you know, yeah. it's okay to be lazy. lazy. You know, okay. Things have to be yeah. simple. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, we want to do with the podcast. We want to be simple. <laughs> <laughs> and really <laughs> just get the idea out there. Um, not simple in the content. We're not going to half-ass that, but we are going to make the sort of admin around it a little bit easier because, you know, by the end of it, I, I don't want it to deal with that stuff. I love doing a podcast. I don't love doing all the other stuff around it. Um, so you can go to futurish.co and you can check and there's our Instagram link for me as well. It's a private channel, Perfect. but feel free to add me and accept everyone. So awesome. I don't Same. know why it's private then. So. <laughs> 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 um, it's like, it's a gateway, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, is, is yours is the same as well, right? It's the same. same any others that you want to no, no, pitch? I, I don't use much any social media, but you can add me on Instagram. Yeah. I look, you know, I use it. I look once in a week, maybe inside. If you oh, send really? me funny, funny cat or video pictures, awesome. Yeah, hey, I don't have it on Instagram. my phone. Oh, I don't, oh wow. I, mean, I, don't have, I don't have any social media app on my phone. Well, how do you check Instagram then? Um, when I'm on the toilet, so this is my hack. Yeah. If I have to need, I download it for, I'm on the toilet, I download it fresh. Check it wow. out. If there's something important, probably there's nothing. And after five minutes, I delete it again. So you literally every time you want to check Instagram, you you download it's, it on the toilet. But it, this is very rare. But it's <laughs> it's, it's very rare. It's super rare. It's at, at least at the, the most maybe once a week. Why don't you keep it and put it in a bucket no, or no. something like that? No, no, you, I just you find I don't it, have you any, it. No, no, I don't need it, man. Yeah, I just why just not I, delete it? Well, I, why I don't need it? Yeah, when, the thing is, when yeah. I check it and on the toilet, I delete it right afterwards. Like fuck you know whatever yeah, but why don't you delete your account well sometimes leah sends me cool <laughs> video cat instagram can't posts. she do that on whatsapp no because how do you share them uh take instagram a sc- I don't know. Uh, that, yeah okay anyway there's uh, next okay, anyways week, next guys week, we, we, we'll we're be talking about social not next week next month next well, week, whenever, next whenever, whenever whenever the next episode maybe next year <laughs> 
No, no, no. Okay, guys. Hey, it was. Uh, thank you for listening that far. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You learned maybe, hopefully, something. Yes, I hope so. I definitely enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to new episodes of Futurish with my very good friend PD. PD, PD, PD. PD. I hate people calling me PD. It's funny though, like when you say it, it's kind of okay. Like I don't know why, but anyone else calls me, don't call me it, guys. Like that's just you no. Know, like it's not like yeah, you're adding more word, like letters to my word, like my name. <laughs> so, like my last name's long enough as it is. <laughs> but okay, uh, but, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Uh, thanks again for a great episode, my amazing friend Gohad. Uh, never calling you Gary. And <laughs> yeah, thank you to all the amazing listeners out there. Welcome to anyone new. And I hope that yeah, I hope you learned something as well. Like like I said, learn one new thing. Thanks. Um, but awesome. Much love. Bye. See you soon, guys. Or hear you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Central Park and Bow.